everybody. Welcome back to the Science Fictionary Podcast. I'm David, and I'm joined tonight by Andrew. What's going on, everybody? And Marisha. Hello, hello. And it's been a little bit since we had a chance to do this, so we have just a ton of stuff to talk about. Some of it is going to be coming just from me, because I'm the one who's been able to see things, because I don't live an hour away or two hours away from the nearest theater. So, unfortunately... Andrew and Marisha, sadly, that is just the the state of of their hometown, or both of our hometowns, actually. Alas. Um, so, yeah. But um, we're just going to jump into it, because there's a lot happening. There's a ton happening. <laughs> there's, there's way more news and... than I thought we would get during a writer's strike, to be honest. Yeah. That's a really funny way of putting it. Yeah. That's a that's a great way of looking at that. Um, so the flash bombed. Across the Spider-Verse right. is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of people pulled out of Comic-Con. Uh, we got a new Superman. What else is happening? How, so we can set the stage. I mean... Am I missing anything? Well, I, well, Screen Actors Guild's gotta, probably going on strike Saturday. We got a Craven the Hunter trailer. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, Craven the Hunter. Woo! Mor- we got Morbius too. Did y'all see that trailer? <laughs> I did. But why? It looks just like Morbius. Like it's the same tone and everything. It's amazing. Did it make like, money? They're really committing to the bit. I mean, like why? <laughs> like we're gonna make really crappy <sighs> uh, Spider-Man villain movies, and they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Good, the rhinos good for in it. I mean, so awesome. Yeah, I saw saw a meme the other day. It was basically the when the panic sets in when the, when Sony's done making uh, Spider Verse movies, and they realize that everything they ha- everything else is just like Morbius. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just saw like Lord and Miller said like, "Oh, after the third one, after Beyond the Spider Verse, we're done making Spider Verse movies." That's what they said. Yeah. And then every news source ran with, "Oh." Spider-Verse is over after the third one. And it's like, y'all do know that, like, the directors don't own the property. Like, Sony could could keep making Spider-Verse movies. Absolutely. It would... I don't want them to do that. I think that'd be... I think that would suck if they just kept beating a dead horse after the directors left. But, like, the headline of, oh, it's the last Spider-Verse movie. No. Like, Sony yeah. can just hire different directors. Right. That's how these things work. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who I would want to take over. Lord and Miller have such a particular style with their animated projects. I don't know who I would want to take it over, but I'm sure there's someone out there that can do it. Yeah, they could do it, and I'll say just from the because okay. So if you don't know, and I saw I saw across the Spider Verse. It's gonna be a no spoiler review here because Andrew Marisha haven't had a chance to see it. Um. It's it's great. It's really really great. It's worth the hype. I don't want to judge it fully yet because, and I don't think this is really a spoiler. I think it's it's known. This is basically a part one to what will be Beyond the Spider Verse's part two. Okay. Like that's been said, and that's sort of, um. You can see that in the movie. So you haven't got a full story yet. So it's a it's gotten, a it's a typical middle chapter. Is a typical middle chapter, yeah. Okay. It's really good. But even like, okay, so like Into the Spider-Verse, the first movie, to me, that is a perfect movie beginning to end. Yeah. And it's a full story told. This right. one, there is a story, a very good story, but it's not over yet. And so I don't want to judge the story of the film too much because I haven't seen the second part to the story yet. Right. So in my mind, like into into the Spider Verse, which also I hate the naming of these movies, into the Spider Verse, across the Spider Verse, beyond the Spider Verse, it's I don't know, I don't know. It it all gets very jumbled in my mind. Maybe yeah. it's just me, but there's the titles are so similar that it, I find it difficult to talk about. But maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. At least but, now Marvel, you know, now now that Peter Parker doesn't have any friends and nobody knows who he is, they can do Spider Man Home Alone. <laughs> that's so funny i don't want them to put home in the next <laughs> no it if, needs if, if it is home something i'm gonna be so mad yeah no it needs a the I, I think they'll probably leave it because like 
they were e- like even the studio was poking fun at it of it a little bit before the mm-hmm. third one released when they had all the actors give fake names for the movie with home in it. Like I think one of them did phone home and one of them did phone home. One of them did like, I think one of them was homies. Yeah. So Um, I think that's probably, I think that's going to be that trilogy. And I think whatever we get after will probably be the start of a new trilogy. If I had to guess it's, they don't, and I don't, I think they're kind of moving beyond feeling like they have to do trilogies. Honestly, I mean, Thor has two sets of two. Yeah. Two duologies. Right. I guess you would call it. Yeah, I think they are moving past that. that oh, that reminds me. Uh, Secret Invasion. First two episodes have come out now. Uh, so there's also that, that that's happening. I know y'all don't really care, but Dead City came out. Walking Dead, Dead City came out. Uh, so there's just so much happening. But So I'll finish up with the Spider-Verse talk since y'all haven't seen it and just say, it's good. I like it. There's lots of fun cameos. There's good characters. It's a good story being told. The animation is fantastic, of course. It's great. Into the Spider-Verse is still my favorite. May, might be my favorite superhero movie ever. It might be, It's going to be really hard to beat Into the Spider-Verse. That's a perfect movie, but this was great. And I had a blast seeing it. Cool. Well, uh, we will check it out. I'm sure by now that should be available for home theater. Streaming somewhere? Yeah. I mean, I would think so soon yeah yeah i know it stayed in the theaters for a while and having a really great run yeah which is good you know like a to really see... bad run <laughs> a flash yeah you know i'm not gonna lie part of me wanted to see it but part of me also didn't want to be part of a one of those people that bought a ticket for an Ezra Miller movie, led movie yeah. that was gonna that was gonna result in him being the only thing that got kept from the old DCEU. Because I so baffling. He must have blackmail on James Gunn. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the deal is there, but it's really at this point it's not even James Gunn. It's the guy that made this movie is just all about keeping Ezra Miller. I um, I hate that guy now. Like I'm sure he's a fun. I liked. I think he did the the It movies. Hmm. I liked yeah. those movies. This guy has annoyed me so much. His stupid yeah. smug. Every interview he does, the like the picture from it is him like doing a, like a rock eyebrow. It's so annoying. He said that he couldn't imagine recasting Ezra Miller because nobody could play Barry Allen the way Ezra Miller does. Dude, Grant Gustin just finished a legendary run as Barry Allen like a month ago. Yeah. And then you come out and say this about this like evil human being what it's so bizarre to me and like i don't want to be like dramatic but it's almost like disrespectful to me to grant gustin who just did a legendary performance of this character that has fans across the world in the millions and he's like yeah ezra miller's the best barry allen even though he's God awful at being Barry Allen and all even before it turns out that he was a psychopath. Yeah, and that Just movie insane. like I was kind of looking at the numbers here. It's done 216 million worldwide. Honestly wasn't sure it would get there. The reported budget, which sounds too low to me, was 200 million, and maybe it sounds too low to me because I've gotten so used to looking at Marvel's budget, which Marvel's budgets are really bloated these days. They're spending way too much a movie. That's why they're having trouble making money. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. spending like four hundred million a movie. Yeah, it's insane. I actually have, I've thought about that a lot. Where it's like, you know, why they won't make like sleepy like, just like dramas that aren't big action pack movies because they're afraid it won't make their money back. But like, mm-hmm. if you only spend a hundred million on the movie, you can make your money back easy. Usually, yeah, if it's a decent movie. Yeah, like you don't have to spend four hundred. Like, oh, you don't want to make a movie. You don't want to make a, Haw- a Hawkeye solo movie because you're afraid it won't make its money back. Well, why are you spending $500 million on a Hawkeye movie? Just spend right. $100 million on a Hawkeye movie, make it like a action, like um, like a like a Winter Soldier-style film mm-hmm. without these huge action set pieces, even though Winter Soldier did have like that one big one, but you get my point still. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, you'll make your money back just fine. You just don't have to spend that much money on the movie. They're also fact, spending so much money on marketing. You'll actually more of a profit if you do that. It's also they're spending a mind-blowing amount of money on marketing. Absolutely. But, like, The Probably Flash, the Flash, they're saying $200 million, 
But I know that's what they were saying before they called for reshoot. So that budget's actually, that reported budget's too low, for sure. For sure. And then they're saying $150 million in marketing. So, you know, it needs to make $400 million to break even. And it's it's already been out for two weeks or a week? It's been, it's been two weeks. 13, yeah, 13 days. I mean, it's it's done. It's not it's not going to make any more money. It'll make a little bit. I think bit, it went but... from, from the first weekend to the second weekend. It had a seventy one percent drop. Yeah. Wow. While like I think Spider Verse had like a fifty percent drop, which is a normal drop. Right. Yeah. From forty to forty to fifty is normal even for a good movie. Yeah. It's insane. Can you believe? Okay. So, WB made. A cu- two movies this summer. Well, they made more than two, I think. But they two movies they made this summer are The Flash and Barbie. Right. And I'm more excited for Barbie, and Barbie's going to make more money. <laughs> yeah, Barbie's definitely going to make more money. I mean, despite the actors, a couple of the actors out there trying to their best to uh, turn people off to it. Um, I don't know if you... That's just what actors do these days? It is. I, I don't understand, like... <laughs> Why these studios aren't just like, please, please just stop talking. Like, you Other know. And that, the marketing for Barbie has been fantastic. It oh, has. Yeah. It has. And she it's going to do well. The Barbie Did house. The Malibu Barbie beach house. Yes. That showed up on Google Earth. Yes. Yeah. That's epic. I, I wonder what Oppenheimer is going to do to top that marketing. <laughs> going to drop a nuke on in a desert somewhere. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I mean, the thing, I wonder what, the, I don't even know what the budget for Oppenheimer is, but we're talking, you know, totally different kind of film. That movie looks really, really good, yeah. though. But those aren't but the kind of movies. they compared because they were going to come out on the same day. That's too so funny. To right. It is pretty funny. But it just blows my mind that this there's a movie with, like, there's two Batman in it, mm-hmm. at least. There's the Flash in it. There's Supergirl in it. And, like... It's going to make less money than a Barbie movie. It's amazing what the world has come to. I've noticed it recently. And this is something I've noticed. And maybe y'all have too, maybe not. But I think right now, the climate we're in with movies, and maybe it's because of the like economy and how people don't have as much money to go spend on movies right now. Like I think the average family could see one movie a month, if that. Maybe every yeah. couple months, actually. Mm-hmm. But let's just be generous and say one movie a month. I've noticed that the movies that make money lately are the good ones. Yeah. Like you had what's like the mo- the best the best performing Marvel movie recently, Guardians. Probably the best Marvel movie recently, right? Made more yeah. than Doctor Strange, made more than Thor. Yeah. And it's the best one. You got The Flash. It's apparently it's, it The Flash looks awful. People are saying it's awful now that all the people who were totally paid by WB to give it a good review um, aren't right. giving it anymore, and, and now like real people are seeing it. Right, they right. say it's awful. It's not making any money. Yep. Spider Verse. It's a fantastic movie. It's making money. John Wick with four. Fantastic. It made a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's actually really exciting to me that the climate we're in right now is the movies that are making money are quality movies. You and know, if it's a bad movie, yeah. It's not making money. And that's interesting because for a long time, Transformers movies, right? They weren't getting better. But people would still pack in to see them because it says Transformers. And I wonder if, you know, they've, as kind of people have been bewailing for a minute, you know, sort of the, the death of the movie star, right? People don't go see every movie that an actor's in just because... He's in it, right? Oh, uh, except for Tom Cruise, <laughs> Andrew says, yeah. But I'm wondering if that may be increasingly true for franchises as well. You know, especially some of them. Although that being said, like you know, Marvel has definitely not been firing on all cylinders as much as they historically have. So it it may not be a decline in franchises as much as just some of our most reliable franchises aren't quite as good as they have been i mean there's some of both it's you know there there aren't as many actors that sell a film anymore mm-hmm. you do still have some i mean chris pratt's obviously a draw i mm-hmm. mean when you look at the amount of stuff that he's getting nobody draws anymore like like tom cruise still draws mm-hmm. there are a few but yeah i mean i think people have less money to spend 
Mm-hmm. I think that people got out of the habit of going to the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these com- a lot of these companies are still on a like a what a, like a four week, four weeks you can watch it at home. Yep, that's a terrible model. Yeah, for for theaters it, it is for sure, and especially you know the price of tickets has in- continued just like everything else. The price of tickets has gone up, the price of popcorn and drinks continues to go up and so making a day of it at the theater just gets more and more prohibitive but i also think like we're we live in an environment where you see more about a movie before it comes out than ever that's true which i think that may go back a lot of people now just go oh well you know I hear it's not good. I'll wait and see it in four weeks when it comes out on my TV. Well, and I think that that may be bringing us back to what David was kind of saying, that the movies that are making money are the really good ones. Yeah. No, Um, 100%. That's that's 100% the truth, is that it used to be, especially this time of year, because, let's be honest, most places, unless you live on the beach... Mm-hmm. It's too hot to do anything outside. The theater was always a big thing we did in the summer mm-hmm. because it was a cool place to go hang out and do something. And you can't, but people aren't, aren't going to spend money. Pe- one, people don't have that money to spend mm-hmm. just to, you know, the, the, the theaters used to be a place where it was, people would just drop their kids off Right. Give them some money. Let them go watch two or three movies. And mm-hmm. now it's like, you can't, you can't do that. No. And so you have to be picky. And so mm-hmm. I think that's what's happening. You you can't rely on summer crowds anymore to just be bored to just float mm-hmm. your bad movie and make a little bit of money. Yeah. Word of mouth is bigger than ever as well. Everyone's on social media. Mm-hmm. Everybody sees yeah. it. Yep. Well, it's... and you get all the you know all the red carpet premieres and. And honestly, I used to say, oh, those YouTubers, the ones that just are critical of everything, even without seeing it, that they don't really have much sway. I don't think that's true anymore. I think they do. I I think that those people have gained a lot more sway, mostly because I think there's a lot more of them. It's having an impact and it's not for the better, but hopefully at the end of the day, what it generates is a better quality of film that hopefully eventually the studios will come to realize you can't just you can't give us a couple of good movies and a whole bunch of filler for the other movies in the year and we're going to be happy like people are only going to go spend the theater money if it's worth going to the theater for i i think you're exactly right like that's that's what's happening and i mean to point out the obvious thing with the flash in particular the the thing we haven't pointed out yet is that it is a movie that is now in a dead franchise. Mm-hmm. True. And everyone knows the same thing that happened to Shazam. It's like DC is such a mess that it's like, why am I even going to see this? Who cares? And it's amazing to me because like you think, oh, you put Batman in a movie, people mm-hmm. are going to go see it. But also I think this is strange to say, but I think it'll make sense. There's an oversaturation of Batman. What I mean by that is it is no longer nearly as exciting to see Batman in the theater. Like it's not a big event anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you can make the, the whole making movies an event thing. I think that is a been a big problem as well. I think that's what, I think that's kind of what has happened with the star Wars stuff with the, yeah, the last few star Wars movies. It just didn't feel like an event. And I know some people blame that on having them too frequently, and I guess that could be it. But it just, you know, honestly, I don't think one movie a year should be something you can't get pretty hype about. I Um, I agree. It's just, it's crazy that, but I just feel like, you know, if you made, not even, okay, like, you put Spider-Man in a movie right now, which Into the Spider-Verse proved, it's going to make the world go crazy. And Mm -hmm. people are going to go see that movie, no matter what back-to-back every single month. There are people who are going to go see every Spider-Man movie every single month. Batman, who I would have called, like, the most popular superhero in the world, he just doesn't have that status right now. And it's amazing to me. It's mind-boggling, actually. Like, what happened exactly to make that the case where people aren't going to see a movie just because Batman's in it? You put Spider-Man in a movie, 
people will go see a movie just because Spider-Man's in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Batman, I used I would I would have said that's the case, but apparently not. I think there were and kind of a lot of things. I don't know if it's like the damage that the Snyderverse did to I, his character. I, I think the what, I but. think the Snyderverse has hurt things. I mean, you've got a lot of those people that are still just not they're they're done. With DC, yeah. you I know, mean, there are an awful lot of those people that are just like, if it's not this, I'm not watching. It's like what we're going to talk about here in a little bit with Superman, saying if it's not Henry Cavill, I'm not watching it. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, uh, it's reminiscent of when Stargate Universe started mm-hmm. and they canceled Stargate Atlantis. Well, they should have kept Stargate Atlantis going at least one more season to finish it out. Although they were supposed to get some movies, they didn't happen. But everybody went. All the hardcore Stargate fans went. We don't want whatever this is. We want Stargate Atlantis. We're not going to watch this new thing. So two years later, Stargate goes off the air and has been off the air for 11 years. So, yeah. I, As David is, is, is uh, known to say, they didn't learn the right lesson. Sometimes right. studios don't learn the right lesson. So, yeah, I think, I think the Snyderverse has done... I think the, ultimately, at the end of the day, I think the Snyderverse, it's not the exact same problem, but I think the Snyderverse may have had the same effect on DC that The Last Jedi had on Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. Very similar. Where you just have a fan base that can't. Where... Uh, yeah, I was just saying, you just have a fan base that can't see to eye to eye anymore. You put a Star Wars movie out, and I can't guarantee that it'll make its money back. Like that's just what I, that's what I feel like right now with mm-hmm. the state of movies and stuff. It's like I don't think you can float something just being a Star Wars brand thing anymore. No, I, I think they good. I think they killed that. Yeah. Now it has to be good. Now you want your show to be successful. You want something to be good. It has to be as good as The Mandalorian or Andor. You're putting a movie out. It, it it's got to look really good. Or people are not going to go see it, even though it says Star Wars. There's, Of course, there are people who are like, I'm going to watch everything Star Wars, period. But there's a lot less of them than they used to be. There mm-hmm. are. Well, it's like, you know, you, you, you get them, uh, screw people over enough times, even your most loyal people will uh, walk away. Yeah. You know, I love Star Wars, but I'm not one of these people that will just make the blanket statement that all Star Wars is good. It's... Like I'm not, that, that's a crazy thing to yeah. say, but I hear it. I hear that. That's yeah. that's a a regular statement made in Star Wars Twitter. Right, but probably made. I think there are. I still like. I think there are less people who feel that way than there used to be. Oh, hundred percent. Uh, yeah. People, they've yeah. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people. Yeah, people are tired of being. Of, of having bad content fed to them and they're not going to watch it. Because also, there's enough of this stuff now that you don't have to watch the bad stuff. You right. don't have to just to get your dose. Yeah, um, right. There's plenty of great Star Wars. If you think this show coming out right now looks bad, just wait a few months and there will be another one that might be for you. Yeah. You know, when we... And I don't know if that's oversaturation or, or what. I think, I think it's just as simple as, like, stuff needs to be good. Mm-hmm. It's options. Uh, You know, whenever we first launched this show, kind of one of the first things that we said in the very first episode was it's a really good time to be a sci-fi fan. It still is. Well, and that's the thing. It's it's a really good time to be a sci-fi fan because you don't automatically have to consume whatever sci-fi happens to be putting out right now, even if it's mediocre. You know, for, for, Mm -hmm. for a minute... We watched some pretty mediocre shows on the Sci-Fi Channel mm-hmm. there for a minute because they're just because it was the large extent of Sci-Fi at that time, right? Because there really wasn't much else a- out there on TV. Um, on TV, now TV is exactly, and, and you know, so I think I that mean, even the regular networks are running Sci-Fi. Exactly. Shows. So, as a fan of Sci-Fi and fantasy and all of these things, there are options if the gratuitous sex and violence of game of thrones isn't your jam okay that's fine we have a lord of the Rings show that might be more your pace or maybe you want something a little more witcher themed we also have you know there are there are options you don't have to just sort of watch whatever the one thing is that's on right now yeah 
you can watch the ones that are really good and are in your wheelhouse. Yeah. When you have such a variety, you're like you're talking about. I mean, you have very traditional, hopeful sci-fi. You, I mean, tons of Trek right now, whether you like it or all of it mm-hmm. or not. I haven't seen all of the new stuff. There's a couple of, you know, the sh- I haven't seen Picard season three, which I need to watch. Or um, Brave New World. Strange New Worlds, right? Strange New Worlds, yeah. I need to watch those. But there's Trek. There's tons of Trek. There's the Orville, or at least there was the Orville. So you had that kind of stuff. And then you have cold sci-fi, like the Asimov stuff they were doing. Mm-hmm. And, Foundation um, is coming back for another season. It'll yeah, be here soon. So, and then you've got more silly, lighthearted sci-fi. And, and, you know, it's, there's, you know, and we even have Galaxy Quest, a Galaxy Quest show coming after years of waiting for it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's still a fantastic time to be a sci-fi fan and there's a lot to choose from. You don't have to settle. And and that, again, that comes back to the same question. If you're going to put out bad stuff, there's something better just a channel over. And people are more aware of it now than ever. So Mm -hmm. you want to... It's, and I think this is this overall. I think is a a good thing. I know it comes with some caveats, but yeah. if you want to make money, yeah, you Com- gotta make something good. Competition breeds excellence. Yeah, that's a, sure. that is a very very true statement. WWE is uh, off topic, but it, it'll make sense. WWE is better than it's ever been. For well, at least for the pat, it's the best it's been since the Attitude Era, and that's because there's a million other companies now that are on people's screens. So WWE had to make good wrestling again to make money. And now they're having the best year they've ever had financially. It's literally just because they're making good stuff. So people are buying it and watching it. Um, It's all that's yeah. Competition breeds creativity and it, it, it breeds good stuff. And I I mean, they had just, they had not had any real competition since the WCW days. Exactly. And I think and they had been in a steady decline since then. Now with AEW and New Japan and stuff like that, they, they are having the, the best content they've had since the Attitude Era. Yeah. So since the WCW what, uh, went, went under. So, yeah. So, um, that's yeah. Just a, a, good, a little micro example of that mm-hmm. where right. you want. I mean, I think the best years of Marvel are yet to come because I think that in the. I'm hoping at least. That in the next few years, DC is going to get really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Marvel's going to have to get really, really good. Yeah, I agree. I think that DC is going to improve. DC, the main thing DC is going to have to overcome is the damage done to their brand. Because they can say, oh, it's not the DCEU anymore. This is the DCU. It's the, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> It's all the same characters. You've done a little bit of damage. you got to overcome it. But I'm convinced if you make good stuff, people will come back. I'm convinced at this point, too. And I think that Marvel, I think Marvel got a little lax after mm-hmm. Endgame. Um, I think they might have even been better off to have said Endgame and then not a movie for a year. Hmm. And give them time to figure out where they wanted to go instead of just kind of trying to feel it out. Because that's what I feel like they did was just kind of threw out some feeder, some feelers to see what will people bite on? Like, which direction mm-hmm. should the MCU go? Right. And some of it was bad. But I think that, I, I do think you're right. I think as DC improves, Marvel has to get better or fall to the wayside. And, yeah. and I think that's going to happen. And I, I think that the competition between the two will only continue elevating both companies. Speaking of Marvel getting better, have you guys seen uh, Secret Invasion? I yeah, have not. Um, I've got to catch up. We, I think yeah. we're halfway through the first episode. Uh, Marisha was working when it came out. And so we're, mm-hmm. we're, we've just got to get caught up on it. I we'll do you. that. Then this... I won't spoil anything. I'll just say that. The first episode was mad to me, but the second episode, this most recent episode that just came out, was really, really entertaining and really good and is moving in a direction that I'm really finding intriguing. And I'm genuinely getting, like, spy vibes now of, like, oh, crap, what is going on? But they're slowly feeding us information that mm-hmm. is that is really exciting. It's making me question who's a scroll, who's not a scroll. Right. If this person is a scroll, then this makes sense for this. If they're not a scroll, well, their plan still makes sense. But for this other reason, like it's all, mm-hmm. it's all really, really fascinating 
good stuff they're doing right now with Secret Invasion. I'm, I'm really liking it. Yeah, so, so I hope you guys do too. Halfway into the first episode, I am enjoying it. It's a little slow. I know it'll pick up, but I'm enjoying the information that they're feeding us, the the the, the backdrop for the show. It's it's got all the right vibes for what they told us it was. I'll tell you in the second episode, what people's plans are is coming is becoming clearer so that you can actually start following it and being excited about what's happening. Like Mm-hmm. It becomes pretty clear pretty quickly, like who, who are the players? What is what is their game? Mm-hmm. What are the, what are their goals? And and that's really really helping it um, actually be intriguing, because I want to see how all these play how how all these pieces on the chessboard mm-hmm. play out with each other, which is I think exactly what anybody wanted from a show like this this very this spy show where it's oh, like absolutely. There's there's all these different players in the game and you're trying to see who can win, and it's 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 really entertaining. The second episode was really entertaining for that. Yeah, and also shout and out. I think it's only going to get better. So yeah, for sure. And uh, shout out to whoever came up with the story point that the soldiers keep their um, disguises on all the time so that they don't have to acclimate. I was like. Yeah, That's so that the clever. actors don't have to sit in a makeup chair for eight <laughs> exactly. hours. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, that is re And also so that you can easily recognize all of your characters. Because if they're yeah. all scrolls, you know, like even they're, you know. Hard to tell. You know, they're all going yeah, to start to look noticed, the same really quickly. I noticed watching it. I was like, what's the guy's name? Ben? Mickelson, yeah. Mendelson. Mendelson, yeah. Mickelson, is that it? Mendelson. Mendelson. Middle, Middelson, yeah. Yeah, so what happened there is he told them he didn't want to sit through makeup every day. Yeah, I don't mind me. Like, that's what happened. Was, they were like, he was like, I don't want to do that, man. Because he's he's a really great actor, and I feel like he has other stuff going on. Like, he could probably... Yeah, I They pulled some big names. Yeah. I mean, and also Definitely. just for on, on a TV show budget, like, you have to pay them to sit in that makeup chair. And yeah. can't nothing happen till that's done. So it's it would have been a lot harder to schedule everything and get things done in a timely manner, and also wrap at a decent time. You know, if you have to yeah. spend four hours, or I mean, you spend eight hours sitting in a makeup chair. You spend four hours sitting in a makeup chair. All of a sudden, that's an eight hour day instead of a twelve hour day that you can work. You know, that's that's yeah. way different. Yeah. But I mean, well, anyway, they're doing they're doing some really exciting stuff with it that I'm excited to talk to you guys about. Um, yeah, well, we'll catch some, up on it this weekend. Stuff. One more thing I want to talk about before we get to the other topics that we can all actually speak about. I'll be very quick. Walking Dead Dead City came out, the one starring Negan and Maggie. It's weird and it's entertaining, but I still don't like it because it's completely crapping over the original show. Because at, at the end of the original show, Maggie and Negan's arc is resolved. But now they have to dig that shit back up again. Sorry, but they have to dig that crap back up again to make this TV show work. And it's like, what? And also it's like, wait a minute. Okay, so Herschel's been kidnapped, Maggie's son. Hey, why don't you call, I don't know, all of your badass best friends, like Daryl and Carol and much like, where are all these people that can help you? get Carol single-handedly with the sniper rifle would go rescue Herschel. Like, what's going on? <laughs> But you know what it is, is they don't want to, uh, either Melissa Wright didn't want to do it, or that's just not the story they wanted to tell. But it's just, it's this weird plot hole. And also it's like, hey, at the end of the show, didn't your best friend Ezekiel become president of, like, a whole community with a whole freaking army, the stormtroopers? I don't know if you saw the pictures of the stormtroopers from Walking Dead, like the white, they, they literally wear, like, stormtrooper-looking armor. Huh. Um, Ezekiel's in command of an entire army. How about you call him, or, or or sorry, send him a messenger, ride your horse over there. Like it's 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 really annoying and bothersome to me. I get it why that is like because that's not the story they want to tell. That's why, but it just annoys me a lot. Also, there's a huge plot hole where at the end of the show they rebuild Hilltop after the Whispers attacked it, but now they're saying, oh yeah, Hilltop was destroyed by the Whispers. No, it wasn't. You built it. I saw you build it again. You were there. You were there. You, yeah. After the Whisperers, I watched you build it again. Now you're saying that it was destroyed by the Whisperers, so you don't live there anymore. Th- what? Yeah, no, it sucks when, when shows ignore their own world building. They they have they start you, having to retcon like, stuff. If you want to because... say it's it's been it's it's been a few years between the end of Walking Dead and this one. So if you want to say it was destroyed by something else, 
fine. I mean, that's dumb, but fine. But you're just lying to me and saying, yeah, the Whisperers destroyed it. No, they did. <laughs> I mean, they did. But I watched you rebuild it. You were living there just fine at the end of the show. And then if not, why aren't you living in the actual, like, working city that your best friend Ezekiel runs? <laughs> I don't understand. And maybe they'll have satisfying answers to these questions, but I, I don't think they will. Yeah. But I will say... The show itself, in a vacuum, is really entertaining. It's just all this other stuff that's really bothering me. Yeah. I can see that. Walking Dead, Dead City. In a vacuum. Uh, you know, I don't recommend things... y'all watch it. Y'all will not care. Yeah. <laughs> and for some things, you just kind of have to say, okay, if I pretend like it's not related to this other thing, how is it? Yeah. Well, I'm going to pretend in my head that there is a very satisfying explanation. Right. For now, until they give me an unsatisfying one. For now, I'm going to pretend it's really satisfying and makes perfect sense. Seems until fair. it doesn't. Until it doesn't. <laughs> That's super yeah. optimistic of you. So, speaking of optimism, we got a new Superman. We did. I know the show's all over the place here, but we got a lot. That's Man. We got well, a new yeah, we, we missed a couple of weeks. So. I mean, y'all, did they just clone Henry Cavill? For real. I mean... It is a young Henry Cavill. This guy could not look more like Henry Cavill if he had been his own born son. It's crazy. You know, they keep they said that the reason they wanted to do a new one is because they wanted a younger version of Superman. Henry Cavill doesn't look that old. No, he doesn't. No, but... That man's got the genes of a god. He, he looks he really good. Does. He does not look old at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he doesn't look 20, but like... Neither does David Corrin sweat, or however you pronounce his last name. Yeah, that, I was wondering. I thought, I thought it was corn sweet. See, me too. Which I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah. To play a guy from Kansas. Yes. Corn sweet. Corn that's sweet. A, that's perfect. brilliant. I had the exact same thought. I was like, oh, corn sweat? Corn, corn sweat? That's, that's, that's weirder. But it's really, it is really uncanny. Okay, so, but one thing I will say as far as uh, Henry Cavill, he absolutely does not look his age. But, you you know, if they're wanting to do this for the next 10 years, he may, you know, it, it, that... that He may start noticeably aging. He may start noticeably aging in the next 10 years. You know, you just never know how those things are going to go. Yeah. Like, I mean, Robert Downey Jr., I feel like, sure. has aged noticeably in the last two yeah, years. Yeah, but, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. was how old when it started. Like, he was going to age... Even, even even Paul Rudd, yeah. Even Paul Rudd's starting to show some cracks. Mm-hmm. Like they're just at that age. You you had right. all these actors playing these heroes, but Henry Cavill's not that old. He's only Henry in his thirties. Forty, mm-hmm. isn't he? Isn't he thirty nine? Yeah, but I mean, he could still play the role for ten years. I mean, I understand wanting to go younger, but I just it mostly it just Henry Cavill was really really screwed over. Yeah, absolutely. With the whole thing. For a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said when I saw it. I was like, this David Corrin sweat, he looks like a great choice. I've seen him in, I saw him in that uh, movie, um, I think it was, it was Mia? No, it was, um, Mia Goth was the actress, but it was, I don't know, it was some horror movie. Pearl, Pearl. Oh, yeah. He was great in that. I think he, he looks the part. I think he's a great choice. I will still never forgive James Gunn for screwing over Henry Cavill. Yeah. Yeah. Because I love Henry Cavill so much. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of, yeah, the new winter season's out. Not going to watch that. (laughs) The show that was so bad. But they did a, they have a, they have a meta reason for why the, the main actor is changing. Yeah. It's well, Henry Cavill's still in this season, isn't he? He's in this season. He's in this season. But they're currently shooting the. They're gonna start shooting the next season, and then it'll be the main actor will change. Right. Like right. he shot this season, and then left slash got fired. He got fired because he was complaining that the show was not faithful to the ad to the uh, to the source material. Right. Basically. So yeah, the show that was so bad it caused Henry Cavill to complain so much that he got fired. I don't want to watch that show. Yeah, no, I but, mean I, that kind of kills any interest I have because I know how he's he's one of us as far as being a nerd. He's mm-hmm. very very much loyal to the lore. Yeah. Um, whether it's something that he's into or not, like if he's doing something, he he's enough of a nerd himself 
that he knows how other nerds are going to view it if he if they deviate from the lore. Mm-hmm. One of the writers said, like one of the producers said that while on set, he would say something along the lines of like, oh, no, 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 we shouldn't do that. I should, Geralt should do this because in, in, in Blood of Elves in chapter five, he, 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 he says this. So <laughs> to do this would go against his character. And they were like, that's so annoying. It's like, what? he's doing your job for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's that passionate. Like, right. They're complaining that he's pointing out well, how bad it is. It's amazing. Well, the, the, the same thing went on with, oh, I'm going to blank on her name, that played Wednesday Adams. Uh, Jenna uh, Ortega. Jenna Ortega. Lo- the love of everybody's life yeah. on Twitter now. Jenna um, Ortega. Jenna Ortega, yeah. Yeah, where she was on set and she was going, this is not, this is out of character for Wednesday. Wednesday would not do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... You know, it's and, and the, of course the writers are getting pissy about it. And it's like the actors know the characters better than you, and that's really not okay. You're not doing your job well. And I'm sure some of this with the studios when the writers go on strike for more money, even though there are some very, very legitimate reasons they're striking, I'm sure a little bit the studios are going, yeah, but y'all have been writing crap. <laughs> there has yeah, been a lot of crap. It's a complicated situation because mm-hmm. I've thought about that too, but like. At the same, like you know, like like you like you just said, there are very legitimate reasons for them to go on strike. But also, and also, I think some of it has been like, crap because they haven't kept, they haven't retained writers for the too. run of the show. It's just been like, give us a treatment for this show, and they're like, bye, and then they don't bother keeping people around to make sure the story remains coherent and consistent. Yeah. But also, like Henry Cavill. I think he has earned the right to say, this is not consistent for my character. Like, Jenna Ortega's like 20. Henry Cavill's almost 40. And he's been very... And, and if you can you can chapter and verse quote from the source material why I think this, I mean, that's kind of hard to argue with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, but I mean, like, you know, Jenna Ortega may only be like 20, but that show was successful. Her, that show's success appears to have hinged fairly heavily on some of the things she insisted on. Oh, that, I'm, that's probably fair. I'm just saying, like, yeah. Henry Cavill, like, is is an encyclopedia of nerd things. Yeah. Not just like, oh, I, like, vibe with this character. Right. But, yeah. like, I have done my homework. Um, so the new Superman, like, I, I do think he's going to... Uh, I think he fits the role. And I, I assume is the Rachel Brosnahan news is that legit as well seems that yeah, she's yeah, the new yeah. lois lane james uh, gunn confirms that as well. she is yeah. ridiculously talented see i'm just unfamiliar with either one of them but i i, I think that uh he looks the part the trick is going to be like i'll give it i'll say it henry cavill when he auditioned when he first auditioned for superman he was fairly skinny as well mm-hmm. uh he bulked up not everybody's body will do that yeah <laughs> so like you know, it was well, like when oh, you know? uh, when Brandon Routh, Brandon Bra- Routh played Superman. Mm-hmm. I, I think Brandon Routh was a good Superman, but the man could not bulk up for mm-hmm. anything. He He's bulkier now than he was when he was Superman. Yes. <laughs> Which is why he looked so good when he came back in the CW version. <laughs> right. He looked amazing. That was the perfect body type for Superman then. And of course, back when uh-huh. he did it, I mean, it's come a long ways, the training programs that they have these people on and. And then, of course, you know, some of them are some of them are, are definitely definitely taking steroids and mm-hmm. HGH and mm-hmm. stuff like that. There's there's really no doubt about that. I'd be okay if he doesn't buff up quite as much as Henry Cavill, but yeah, no, I mean I'm, Henry Cavill's a worried. freaking beast. Yeah, um, I'm not you know worried about it. I think that he'll be good. So Nicholas Holt auditioned for Superman. I feel bad for it. Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt has uh has been passed over a number of times for DC, hasn't he? Quite, yeah. He he auditioned for Batman twice. Like, he auditioned to be Batman mm-hmm. in Batman v Superman. Um, obviously, they were going for an older one there, but he still auditioned for that, and he auditioned... He was It was between him and Robert Pattinson for Batman and The Batman. Hmm. Yeah. I, I just kind of hope the MCU Green. will pick him up for something. I mean, he was I mean, already he was in, Beast. He was already Beast. X-Men. I mean, Nicholas Holt is really, really versatile and really talented, but I have a really hard time envisioning him as Superman. I I do too, and as Batman. I do, but I mm-hmm. think 
I don't know. I can't imagine him being bulky. That's the yeah. only problem. Him being he's he's just so skinny. Other than that, I could see him as Superman. Like I could see that working. That kind of um, wide eyed innocence. Yeah, but yeah. You know what? I think he'd be a great Lex Luthor. I actually yeah. did see that thrown around. Um which at this point can you imagine him channeling his disappointment and anger and getting passed up to be Batman and Superman and channeling that into <laughs> Lex Luthor? That'd be great. For someone who notoriously hates Batman and Superman. But yeah, it's one of those people, you know, those people, it's like you look at him and you go, I mean, he's auditioning for, he might be auditioning for the wrong part, but like, you got any, one of the more talented actors working in Hollywood right now, mm -hmm. uh, auditioning, like, find the man a role. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of like John Krasinski audition, you know, he auditioned for Captain America and then he auditioned for Star Lord, Lord. and he yeah. was like number two. He was the second choice both times. Yeah, it's like that. So maybe one day Nicholas Holt will get to play like the Flash for five seconds and in a random movie, <laughs> just like John Krasinski <laughs> got to play Reed Richards randomly. Ooh, make Nicholas Holt the new Flash. I think he'd be a great Barry Ooh. Allen. Ooh, yeah, as an old, yeah. little older Barry Allen, mm -hmm. that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. maybe a great Actually, Barry really Allen. Like he that. could be a great. Uh, Blue Beetle, like Ted Cord, Blue Beetle. Yeah, mm. him put him and 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 Chris Pratt as Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. But no, yeah. I'd love to see him as Lex Luthor. I think that'd be really great. Yeah, I think he could. I think he's got the chops to pull it off. If they're not going to make if, him the Riddler, make him the the Riddler. Oh, now, actually, I really like that. I think he could. Yeah. I think he could play the hell out of that role. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Which, by the, James Gunn said, they're a long ways away from casting their new Batman. So that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm still because we're kind of running with multiple Batman story stories going at yeah. the same time. So I'm still not sure how that's gonna work out with the casual fan. Confusing. Yeah. What spoiler? Have y'all had any spoilers for the Flash? Have y'all avoided them all? I really haven't seen any spoilers. Honestly, I haven't really so much avoided them as I just haven't seen anybody talking about it. Do y'all care? No. Marisha? No. Okay, spoiler. I'm going to tell y'all a big spoiler. Spoiler warning for everybody for The Flash. Five, four, three, two, one. George Clooney's in it as Batman. Okay. Hmm. I, I, that got spoiled for me. The what? movie ends with The Flash ending up in uh, George Clooney's universe. Really? And from my understanding, that's where he ends up. Like he's like they like almost like the studios dropped him off there and said, <laughs> You're with George Clooney now. Have fun with that. With huh. But yeah, George Clooney's in it as Batman. As well as Bruce Wayne. Okay. I mean um, so that's why not? So that's kind of funny. We're uh, doing... I think it was because there was a rumor thrown around that George Clooney was going to come back as Batman mm -hmm. in the new Batman movies to be like an old, older Batman, you know, right. training at Robin. Mm -hmm. So that's fun. There's also some other, just now that I'm telling you some stuff, because I said screw it and just looked up all the spoilers after I saw that one, because mm -hmm. I don't care. There's a bunch of cameos. George, uh, Christopher Reeve Superman is CGI'd in it. Oh, Wow. Hmm. Who is the guy that Ben Affleck played in a biopic who played Superman, like in the serials? Oh, geez. I have no idea. Um, well, that version of Superman. Wait, wait, like the TV one? Oh, super. Oh, I'm sorry. My well, there were two, but right? Yes. There was George Reeve and. I think I think it was George Reeve. It was George Reeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George Reeve's version is CGI'd into it. Okay. And this is the big one. And I'm not joking. Nicolas Cage's version of Superman is in it fighting the big spider that was going to be in that movie. Oh, wow. Marisha, do you know the legend of Superman Lives? No. So that was a movie that was being made by originally Tim Burton. It was, well, I think, yeah, it was Tim Burton. It got passed around a decent bit, but it was, was going to be a Tim Burton Superman movie starring Nicolas Cage wow. as Superman with really, oh. really long hair. Oh. And in it, he was going to fight a giant spider because a studio head insisted on that <laughs> wow you ever seen wild wild west yeah yes you know how if it's a giant mechanical spider right that's in that movie because the same producer once they decided to cancel superman lives oh his no. next job for wb <laughs> was wild to work wild on wild wild west oh my goodness and so he put in the giant spider <laughs> and kevin smith tells a great story kevin smith wrote the first draft of superman lives Okay. And he got fired 
because he didn't want to put a giant spider in. So when he was in the theater watching Wild Wild West and he saw that giant spider, he went, he he said, motherfucker, (laughs) got the giant spider. (laughs) So that is the legend of Superman lives. Wow. That version of Nicholas, that Nicholas Cage's version is CGI'd into this movie, fighting the giant spider. When Flash is running through the multiverse, he sees that. So we did all that, and we still couldn't give Henry Cavill a last hurrah. <laughs> we 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 CGI'd in two dead people and Nicholas, and Nicholas Cage. Cage, but we can't give Henry Cavill a shout. Wow, like what? It Does really... DC have against Henry Cavill? No, I mean, but like for real, it's starting to look personal. No, it's, it's at this point, I would say I'd wager money is personal. I just don't know with yeah. who. You know, it like it really and and I don't know if it's because the Snyderverse people really jumped on the Henry Cavill bandwagon. So I don't I, I like I wonder if it's about henry cavill himself or about just the kind of reaction he's garnered but i mean like i said it's it just seems very pointed at this point it's so strange i hope i hope in 10 years we get like a documentary about it that just answers Mm -hmm. like all these questions of why was wb so behind ezra miller but not henry cavill yeah, mm-hmm. I want to know what's going on. Well, I just want to know when we're going to find out who uh, Henry Cavill's playing in the MCU. For real, it's gonna you know it's gonna happen. WB it's, fired Johnny Depp, but they kept Amber Heard. Amber Heard's still going to be in this Aquaman movie for right. like five seconds, apparently. What's going on over there? Yeah, I don't know. All that's really weird. One more thing about this Flash movie: um, the director said that the reason the CGI looks bad is on purpose. Right, naturally, naturally. He tweeted that he said it's supposed to look bad because we're so, it's Flash is running really fast. <laughs> so it's supposed to look bad. You're lying. So the truth is, is that from what I saw, we tried to finish this movie out in sort of a Snyder-esque visual, and we couldn't do it without him. Yep. Gosh. It's just... The Legend of the Flash. One the, might be the most bizarre superhero movie ever made. It's top five. It I sounds mean, like it. Like, everything around it. Yeah. And it's just like, like you said, okay, so... In, in in the big, okay, so we're going to make the big statement about like, no, we are firing Johnny Depp. We are keeping Amber Heard because we believe women. Also, Ezra Miller is the bomb because me too. I'm like, it's like incredibly inconsistent. It's just mind boggling. The whole thing, everything surrounding it is just mind boggling. Like, and it just, it's like, oh, let's throw this, let's throw this thing in there. Maybe that'll save it. But turns out. People are just unimpressed. Yeah. What I just texted you is a real picture from the screen test, by the way, from the 90s. From the screen. This is for Batman. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. It's it's bizarre. And I I, I said this. Anthony Mackie, when it comes to Jonathan Majors, he said, oh, you know, innocent till proven guilty. And every Twitter comment was like, oh, my God, what the hell, Mackie? What are you doing? It's like, yeah, you just said a very basic like American right that yeah. is like the foundation of the justice system right it's, it's it. Some, something that we something that we kind of sort of like as Americans are supposed to see as a, a fundamental human right right yeah <laughs> exactly oh, yeah man. that's pretty bad what I'm about to text y'all now is the cameo from the from as, from, from the flash with Nicolas Cage oh okay you can see the spider in the background. This was this was someone took this on a picture of a movie screen. Wow, that's in the movie. It's amazing. I gotta see what Kevin Smith says about that after after it's been out for long enough. Hopefully, he does a whole podcast about that because he for a long time he made his bones by like just going around telling that story. Wow, of how he almost wrote this movie. That's that's <laughs> hilarious. But like, why? Why did anybody's like you know what? Hey. I've got a great idea. Hear me out. Nick Cage is Batman. Superman. Like, it's Superman. Even better. Nick Cage is Superman. He got the voice Superman in in like a cartoon show recently. I mean, yeah, and but it's like life uh finds a way. With <laughs> <laughs> the universe wanted Nicholas uh, Nicholas Cage is a huge Superman fan, by the way. He uh, has yeah. okay. I think I think he has 
like top 10 most valuable comic book collections on the planet. Uh, okay. So Nicholas Cage and he keeps getting really divorced wanted. and having to give his wife half of it and then she sells it. <laughs> oh, no. Can we uh And then can we get what? Jeff Goldblum as the Riddler? That's actually fantastic. <laughs> uh, that's that's so good. Yeah, I would I would watch that. <sighs> Anyway, what else did we have to talk about tonight? All the people that pulled out of Comic Con doesn't bode well for the actor strike. I mean, oh, it, yeah. it indicates yeah, that they're. I mean, be- that's just a quick thing, but like, I don't even have it in front of me anymore, apparently. But Marvel, which is a big one, Marvel not being in Hall H is mm-hmm. insane. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Netflix. Um, yeah, that's, I'm not Netflix, sure about that. I think HBO, a couple others all backed out of San Diego Comic Con because. Actors can't make appearances At if they're events. on strike. That doesn't bode well. It appears that both the studios and the uh, uh, actors have all positioned themselves for a strike. Yeah. Dang. Yep. That's crazy. It's very crazy. So I guess we'll find out by the time this airs, we will know if the actors actually went on strike yeah, or well, not. Yeah, I mean, we'll know. We should know by the end of the day tomorrow. A bunch yep. of pretty big names signed a petition saying that they mm-hmm. don't, they do not want the guild to sign a deal unless every single yeah, yeah demand that. is met. Which I don't have a informed enough opinion about. I mean, it's like I said. I think what happened, like, look, if 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 Pedro Pascal was complaining that he doesn't make enough money, I'd I'd laugh at his face. But from my interpretation, it's Really, it affects the little guys the most, right? Mm-hmm. The people who aren't big movie stars. That's who it's all going to affect the most. Yeah. And so that's what they're sort of standing up for, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, like one I saw the, um, oh, what was the, the Korean movie that was so big? Uh, Parasite? Parasite? No. The, 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 the one where they're like competing. Oh, Squid, Squid Games. Games. Squid Games. That one, the Netflix made a fortune on that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the guy that made it basically sold all of his rights to Netflix. He has no rights to that property anymore and didn't make that much and then got nothing when it went, when it went huge Mm -hmm. and we'll get nothing from whatever else they do with it. Yeah. They're making an American remake with it right now. Yeah. Hmm. So by the way, making an American remake of a show that is still currently ongoing is just the dumbest thing I, it's so yeah, stupid i agree like the, it's on the same network too like netflix yeah. is gonna they release season one now they're making an american version of season one now they're gonna release season two and then they're gonna make an american version of season two yeah it's so crazy. laughable yeah it's crazy yeah. but no i think you're right i think probably a lot like the writer's issues i think it probably will mostly affect your middle class more than it, you know because like breaking in is always going to be hard but i think it's you know and you know your your movie stars obviously are making bank right but it's, well yeah i mean a strike like this the people that this strike hurts the most one not even it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt the union that's striking the most it hurts mm-hmm. the union you're part of yeah. The people who do the physical work on a movie set. Yeah. It also will hurt working actors that work, mm-hmm. you know, bounce from job to job, do an episode of this, an episode of that. It is what it is. I mean, it sounded like they voted overwhelmingly. The union voted overwhelmingly yeah, yeah. to strike. I so. mean, and most members of the Screen Actors Guild are not millionaires. No, They're the it ones. Was, it was well over 90%. 97%. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully they can get something sorted out because pickings are going to be getting awfully slim here. They, they have to. I don't, I'm still convinced that the studios can't after this close on the heels of COVID, mm-hmm. I'm still 100% convinced that the studios can't afford to drag this out all that long. Yeah. The problem is, is they're everybody's asking for more and they're hemorrhaging money, mm-hmm. which again, in the end, good for quality because it means they have to make good stuff. They have to make their money back. Right. As a fan, can't complain about that. I mean, look, I love the actors. I love the people that make this stuff possible. I understand that while the people like what's the the, the fact is like it, it's easy to look up at Hollywood and, and all, but probably one percent of the people in Hollywood actually make money. And then the ninety nine percent of everybody and that includes that from 
the background extras to the caterers, like they're not making any money. They're not mm-hmm. big, big movie stars. They're not big, rich people. No, they're making a living wage. They're making a living wage. Yeah. And so I want what's best for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know enough about any of it to really have a side. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, well, what am I going to do? It doesn't right. matter what I think. So yeah, and and just but, as yeah. a as a watcher of things, as as a person who consumes media, I'm just ready for it to be resolved. I want what's best. I'll, I'll say this: I definitely like care more about the pockets of the workers than I care about the pockets of studio heads. Yeah, and I think but most I Americans do, but not the studio heads. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm a big idiot. <laughs> that's what i've been saying like, like anytime i say a fa- an opinion about anything i just end it with i don't know i'm a big idiot that w- no one can say anything to you about after that yeah. <laughs> but if they can you call me an idiot i agree <laughs> hey that works <laughs> that's one way to deflect i suppose yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I had some we had some i had some orville thoughts but i think we've definitely can we can probably save that for next time yeah we'll we, get into those next week talking about yeah. Um. I, just because I wanted to tell y'all, because I've been excited to tell y'all, I liked it. Yay! Awesome. I liked Orville season two and three. Yeah. Season one is still my favorite. I think because it's the most consistent. Personally, mm-hmm. just some quick thoughts. Season two, it's good. Season three is better than season two. I think. I think season two, the pacing was just a little bit off, mm-hmm. and so yeah. that kind of hindered it for me because they do the big Isaac stuff, the bit, all the big. Kalon stuff and then mm-hmm. it's like oh well we got three episodes of the season left so how about we do two of them about gordon's love life so it's like uh, right so the paper was a little bit off but other than that it was still fantastic and season three was really 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 close to season one for me season one just like was so consistent to me yeah that it's still my favorite but yeah it was great i loved it hope we get a season four we can go into more details another time because there's a lot of details to talk about mm-hmm. it's a very it's 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 a very detail oriented show. Like there's yeah. there's actually there's actually a lot to talk about. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So yeah, I'm really hoping we get to go to Dragon Con this fall. They've got a couple of the uh, mm. couple or- couple of Orville actors coming again. So mm-hmm. that'd be awesome. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we can wrap it up here. Unless there's anything else we have to say about any of this stuff. Uh, I don't think so. If you stuck it out, thanks for uh, listening to my dog bark in the background all night. Stupid um, dog. And if you heard my roommate screaming about Valorant, thanks for listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a little bit surprised. If I say this, someone will pay attention next time probably, but uh, we recorded this in an open Discord voice channel, and I kind of kept thinking Nick might pop in. Yeah. I was thinking that too. I was like, you know, we can probably like make a private one. No, we'll, ma- we'll make a private one. It was just we were having we had some severe yeah. technical issues tonight yeah yeah i i I look in the general chat and no one said anything since like february so i was like i think we're okay (laughs) yeah i don't think anyone's hopping in probably no i I really want to get that active that's something i'm i'm hoping to to work on no if nick would have popped in it would have been a nice surprise though yeah no it would would have been a welcome surprise but uh yeah thank you guys so much for listening uh marisha where can people find you on the internet you can find me on Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore Padawans and MP Padawans on Twitter. And Andrew? You can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Sci underscore Fictionary. You can find our other show, Coruscant Radio Underground, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find both podcasts doing stuff over on the YouTube channel. By the time you're listening to this, we should be starting to do some discussions for... Uh, Secret Invasion over there on the YouTube channel, and I think we've got some other stuff uh, coming up. I am hopefully within the next month hoping to launch our big foray into Muppets. Yeah, and as far as uh, podcasts, you can find us. We're part of the Red 5 Network. You can find all of the rest of the Red 5 Network family of podcasts at Red 5 Network on Twitter. And I am David. You guys can find me at David underscore JG Peoples on Twitter. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to leave us a like, a subscribe, a review, a rating, a comment, whatever it is you can do on your preferred podcast platform. It really helps out the show. Uh, the sign off that I'm about to do, I'm about to do it because. So you know how there's a Barbie movie coming out in a month? Well, also in The Flash, they were going 
to have they were going to feature the Barbie song apparently the come on Barbie let's go party that song was going to be in the Flash so they recorded a scene where Flash says to the other Flash come on Barbie let's go party and then they take off and start running and what was going to happen was it was going to be a needle drop and then the song was going to start playing during an action scene but apparently they couldn't get the rights but they left it in the movie so there's a scene in the movie where they go come on Barbie let's go party and then the song doesn't start so it's just in there for no reason so signing off today I'm going to say come on Barbie let's go party (laughs) 